This time on episode 315 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll be discussing Runaways Season 3, Episode 5, Enter the Dreamland, and Season 3, Episode 6, Merry Meet Again. I'm Andrew from the Dad.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Haley. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, January 19th, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Kansas City Chiefs Stadium-wide via www.geeks.live. Come join our live chat as we record. Haley, happy National Popcorn Day! I didn't eat popcorn today. I ate it last night. But I ate vegan cookies while watching the Chiefs win the Super Bowl because it's National Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl Day. I see. So the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. Is there any chance the Patriots will be going to the Super Bowl? Nope. They got eliminated like two weeks ago. Okay, so they're the same conference as the Chiefs, right? Yeah. So there was no way that the Chiefs could go to the Super Bowl and the Patriots go to the Super Bowl in the same year. Right. Okay, just pointing that out to you, all the Patriots fans, which may or may not include the network owner, Stephen John Drew. So basically, Stephen, Haley's team is going this year and your team isn't. I didn't know he was a fan of any of the American football teams. Oh, yeah. Does he know what shape ball we use? I don't know because, you know, they deflate the ball in Boston all the time when they play. Uh, good times. <laughs> We're going to move on with the show after a little good hearted NFL ribbing. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the multiple Marvel small screen series, and the Marvel cinematic and comic book universes in general. Because of smoky dimension traveling. If you'd like to talk to us about all the smoky dimensional traveling on Runaways, you can hit us up on our website, legendsofshield.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail from any dimensions at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. We also have a Facebook page that you can go ahead and leave us a message at our Facebook page, Legends of Shield Podcast. You can find us on Twitter where we're at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash geek, and you can leave us in the comments a comment about how you like your interdimensional travel, smoky or non-smoky. You can tell Amazon devices in this dimension to enable the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. You can join all our great discussion on our Discord server about all things Marvel at goodageek.com slash Discord. And remember... Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the GunnaGeek.com network. Agent Lauren is going to be off for a few more weeks. She has informed us that she is steeped in her move, and she will be back as soon as she is set up in her 
new apartment and we look forward to hearing back from her michelle on the other hand agent michelle she is really in depth in a boss battle right now and i'm not kidding <laughs> she's slaying monsters as we speak the biggest ones. She's really into it right now. So she is slipping until next week, and we're hoping she comes back next week. But in the meantime, Haley, are you ready to talk some runaways? Ready. We're going to be discussing runaways season three, episode five and six, enter the dreamland and Mary meet again tonight. They were posted on Hulu for streaming on December 13th, 2019. Haley, do you have a vernacular that we're supposed to use when a series drops like that? Dumping? Like the whole series, the series is available. You can stream the series. It was posted. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I always just call it, you know, they dumped the new series or season or whatever. Okay. We'll have to work on that. Anyway. The first episode, Enter the Dreamland, was directed by Rob Hardy. He has 45 directing credits starting in 1994, including one episode of ER. I'm convinced ER started the Marvel Universe. Four episodes of the game, one episode of Castle, three episodes of Bones, two episodes of the original, one episode of Empire, three episodes of Arrow, which is coming to an end in two weeks. Hear all about it on the Starling Tribune, found at guineageek.com. Two episodes of Shameless, two episodes of Blind Spot, six episodes of The Vampire Diaries, three episodes of The Flash, one episode of Black Lightning, one episode of Doom Patrol, one episode of Runaways, this one, and one episode of Star Girl. It was written by one of the co-executive producers, Quentin Peoples, which you might have remembered the name Quentin from the Magician Quentin on the show that we're talking about this week. 14 writing credits. Under his name, starting in 1993, three of Flash Forward, one of The Last Ship, R.I.P. Last Ship, four episodes of Unforgettable, two episodes of Iron Fist, one episode of Inhumans, maybe we shouldn't say that anymore, and six episodes of Runaways. A lot of good genre TV with these two. Now, Haley, who was the production team underneath the second episode? Mary Meet Again. Mary Meet Again. Uh, was directed by Vanessa Paris. She has 21 directing credits starting in 1998. Those include one episode of Andy Mack, three of Just Add Magic, one of Beyond, four of Charmed, one of Runaways, and two of Firefly Lane. The writer for this episode was Ashley Wigfield. She has four writing credits starting in 2017. Those credits are one episode of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, one of Great News, two of Looking for Alaska, and three of Runaways. She's also got 13 executive story editor credits for Runaways. So basically, she's been around for a bit. Not too long. Like, she's been involved on the show for a bit, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Been around on the show okay. for a bit. And the Runaways were based on the Marvel comics of the same name by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfano. Just like Coach Alfano. I never made that connection until Michelle said it last episode. <laughs> So we're going to start with the themes for the episodes, and we often relate the themes to the titles of the episodes. We got two this week. Enter the Dreamland. Haley, take a stab at how that equates to the theme for the episode. Well, in this episode, they go into another dimension. We're, I don't think, given a name for this dimension, but it does seem very much like a dreamland. Uh, there's different, like, 
realms within this dimension. So each person kind of is dealing with their own thing. And it's not really a dream. It's their nightmares, like their worst memories on loop. It sounded to me kind of a little bit like a purgatory or something like that, where Mm -hmm. they were stuck in between like living and what other dimension is out there. And also just want to point out, we'll talk about this later. No sign of the aliens. Nope. Not that we've seen so far. So we're going to move on, talk about the theme for the second episode of the week. Mary meet again. Haley, what do you got for me there? So everyone kind of, all right. So our crew from dreamland comes out of dreamland and we find out some time has passed, but they meet again, the people that weren't in the dreamland with them. And those meetings aren't really Mary. But I do believe Mary Meet Again is like a, a common saying somewhere, like an old common saying, but I'm not sure about that. Robin Hood's Merry Men? Kind of. Okay, what we have in that episode is a lot of, we've got the time jump six months forward. We've got the wizard phone and Morgan Le Fay basically running everything and then odd parenting couples and I don't know. There's a lot that happens between Enter the Dreamland and Merry Meet Again. I got the sense that they were trying to rapidly wrap things up, or they were trying to meet the same timeline as Cloak and Dagger so that they could do their crossover somewhere in the next four episodes. Because that's what we got left. No Cloak and Dagger crossover yet, but we're going to have one, and it's going to come sometime in the next four episodes. I haven't seen the final four episodes, so I don't know where or when if it's going to be multiple episodes, if it's going to be a singular episode, I don't know. I'm going to be surprised because that's how I'm rolling this one here. I am also going to be surprised and I'm not exactly sure when they're going to do it, but I kind of think I know how they're setting up the board to make that happen. So I'm not sure if the time jump was to get things in place for the crossover, but I kind of think wrapping up the aliens and starting on this new storyline with Morgan Le Fay was probably a big part of that. I mentioned last week that the smoke effect looked very similar to what we saw Ty use when he was using his cloak powers. And I think it's because it's the same kind of thing. It's opening a doorway uh, between dimensions that's going to allow people to travel through those dimensions. And we see that that is actually what was happening. They went into this dreamland. And so I think the traveling between dimensions is how they're going to bring in Cloak and Dagger. And I think that's probably how they're going to end up rescuing Alex. Marvel's pretty big into support groups right now, too, because we had one in The Punisher, we had one in Endgame, and now we have one here. Which one was your favorite support group out of the three, Haley? I mean, this one was the most entertaining, because we get all the people that are like, that's definitely a made-up story. You were drunk or tripping on something, and now you think you've met aliens. So that's the stories that everyone else is telling, and then Victor tells what actually happens to them, and they're like, hey, if you're not going to take this seriously, you can leave. He's like, what? And then they move on from the seriousness and just go to the what? Condescending? Is that what it was called? What? There was some vernacular use that they just felt threatened by him. Triggered. There you go. Triggered. If this show is in the same universe as Endgame, you would think that they would, everybody would just realize that aliens exist because they do. I think they do exist in the same universe, which is why you have a support group, but people might have different ideas of what those aliens are like, because most people have still not interacted with aliens. Also, I would think this would have to be taking place before the events of Infinity War and Endgame, just because of 
what's happening and the fact that we haven't dealt with the consequences of that at all. Right. The, the snap basically. Mm-hmm. And that has to be dealt with because then it's the people that return from the snap return five years later. And that would be all over the school and everything like that. So I, I get what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So post that Victor asked Janet, if he could help her, if she could help him collaborate on a project. And we see what that project is later, which was awesome. It was Max Hadrum in the form of Janet in Victor's lab. Yep. I don't know what Max Hadrum is. You're kidding me. You don't know Max Hadrum? No. Oh my gosh. I'm old. Thanks. Thanks, Haley. Thanks for bringing that up right now. Okay. Well, Max Hadrum was this 80s character in a TV show and it was all digital. Basically, you can think of in terms of the AI assistants that we have right now, whether it's Amazon, Google, or I guess the faded Microsoft one that's going away right now. But basically, it was that in terms of a talking head on a TV and it was flawed because it stuttered back and forth and you got some pretty interesting conversations back and forth. And I think you would recognize the actor, by the way, if you watched Eureka, you'd probably know who it was. But in any event, that's what I'm saying right now. Janet is the lady in the tube right now. And Victor is being able to interface with her, which is pretty cool. And you get the, you know, the, the falling ones and zeros and the matrix going back beyond her. I'm looking forward to seeing what Janet's got in the future. I always said that when Janet did go into the algorithm, that's what they're calling the matrix here, the algorithm. Once she went in there that we'd see her again, we have, she did not leave the show, but it's going to be interesting seeing how she interfaces with everything, especially what Morgan is going on, got going on over at wizard. It's always interesting seeing how a universe, a fictional universe decides to deal with the interaction between tech and magic. And we're seeing that, a little bit with the wizard phones right now, but I think we're going to see more of that going forward. And I think we've actually maybe seen that in the past and didn't realize that's what we were seeing. We're going to back up a second and talk about the first episode. The first episode was all about dreamland and the people that were inside the boss fight in the previous episode at wizard that got taken by Nico into this dreamland the ones that were inhabited by aliens that got separated from the aliens. So we don't have anything to do with the aliens. You were saying that the alien story was wrapped up. I pretty much think the alien story is wrapped up. I don't think we're going to get aliens for the rest of the story. Maybe not. Or maybe they didn't get separated. I'm thinking now, like maybe they're just dormant again as a form of self-preservation when they went into that different dimension. It could be, but the kids had all their powers taken away from them, so I didn't know if that was separate. But the powers came back when they came back. So, yeah, interesting. We'll see what happens. But again, I think we've got enough to deal with in the next four episodes with Morgan Le Fay that we probably won't get the aliens again unless they didn't know that the show was canceled before they finished like writing and filming the episodes, in which case the very last episode might end with the aliens coming back as a setup for the season four that we're not getting. I haven't been spoiled at all, but I haven't heard an outcry over plot just being dropped off. So I think they did their best to try to tie everything up. There might be a few loose ends like there was over on Cloak and Dagger, but I think there's no large things over there. Also in Dreamland, we see Nico's sister, Amy, again, and she didn't come back with them, which leads me to think she can't 
because of various things, but she said it was because Morgan could find her if she went there. And yeah, I think, I don't know. What do you think? Can in four episodes, can Amy be brought back? Maybe, but also after they left, Amy turned into the magician that we saw at the beginning. So I'm not convinced that that was Amy. Uh, I, I think that magician might be Merlin. Not Quentin, but Merlin. Okay. Yes. All right. I mean, if you're going to have Morgan Le Fay. That would be interesting. I need to read more into Morgan Le Fay's background in the Marvel Universe. I swear that we talked about Morgan Le Fay with one of the other properties earlier in this podcast, but I can't remember when. She is. I don't remember having the discussion, but she is a character within the Marvel Universe, as is Merlin. Um, I think King Arthur, too. But... Yeah, there are people that existed in the history of Marvel that occasionally come back, but I haven't read a lot of material that included them. So you're living in the areas of L.A., Brentwood, I think, in this particular case, and you go to brunch and people just hand out free cellular phones for you, free smartphones. That's pretty cool. I want to move there. It's a corporate promotion or something. So phones these days, they cost like $1,000. I find it difficult to believe that this was a true corporate promotion. However, if all you need to make the phone is the feather of a crow, then yeah, why not? It turns to dust without it, so. (laughs) It's magic. I I felt like I was in, what did we call that with the the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they were in the, it's not the architecture. You know, season five when they were in the... I think they called it The Matrix, didn't they? No, we called it The Matrix. They called it something else. I don't think they called it The Algorithm. I'm going to have to look that up. It's like The Construct or The Architecture or something like that? It's something. It was an A word that I remember. But in any event, it felt like they were still in there and it was all CGI or whatever. I'm having a little bit of problem jumping to this magic thing. And I know that's what this season is all about at this point. It's all magic. So... I'm just going to have to roll with it. I'm not steeped in the magic in the Marvel Universe. I know that Marvel Universe is going there with Doctor Strange, the Eternals and everything. So I'm okay. I better get ramp up my game and figure out what's going on because phones that just disappear because you take the feather out. It's okay. I mean, I guess it's better than your phone being two years old and suddenly the battery can't hold a charge anymore. It's so funny that you mentioned that. My daughter just had that problem today. So we're discussing getting her new phone like today. That just happened like an hour before. It's like clockwork. It's two years plus and oh, I need a new phone. And I knew it was coming. I was just hoped it would. Right. Because you remember when you bought the phone. Uh, yeah. Remember, <laughs> it was two years ago. Two years ago in October, we actually got the phones right away when they came out. She has an iPhone 8. I have an iPhone 8 plus, which means mine's about to die too. Yeah, I've I've got a seven. It's holding on, but I can charge it at work, so that helps. Ah. So you got free Corvus phones being given out by Max, who's an intern at Wizard, <laughs> and we find all about what's going on at Wizard. And Max uh, seems to be like a uh, just a, a perfect match for Gert, and they're getting along like no two people have gotten along before on this show. There's been a lot of relationships on this show, but Gert and Max they were meant for each other. Were they, though? Do you really want somebody that agrees with you about everything? At that age, it probably wouldn't be bad for a while. Yeah. 
I am fine with her and Chase parting ways because they are very young and I think they were forced to rush into that relationship very quickly and take steps they probably weren't ready to take. For example, living together, probably not something you're really ready for in your mid-teens. But yeah, Max seemed not like a kind, the kind of character that was going to be around for long. And we find out that he's not going to be around for long. At least he does, he's not going to remember being around because some spell was put on him by one of the witches in Morgan's coven that he doesn't even know who he is anymore. That would suck. Yeah, it's not like they wiped the memory of you know him figuring out the thing he figured out at the party, which would seem like a very easy thing to do. It, like You just make it seem like he had too much to drink at the party and he doesn't remember that night and your problem is solved. But no, wiping his entire memory. That's the only solution. Gert's not going to be happy. Not at all. And we find out that Gert had similar issues because in Dreamland, she finds out that her mom had mind mind wiped her when she was 12. Which may have been the root of her anxiety. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. I can't think of anything else that would cause it. She's really an intelligent person and... She's been dealing with this whole thing since season one, pretty much without meds, which has been really cool seeing her develop as a character. They don't even mention it anymore, except for the fact that she had anxiety and Stacy seemed oblivious to it. Well, anybody can have anxiety. It's not a character failing. It's just, you know, it's a mental disorder that anybody can have. As a biological scientist, I would think Stacy would look at causality there. Yeah, I am surprised that they were so willy-nilly with the dosing their daughter with untested medications. I don't know if that's going to come up again or not, but that definitely is. And by the way, where do you think Stacy got her glasses back? Maybe she went back to the house and got an extra pair, had an extra pair in a car somewhere, maybe brought an extra pair over to Victor's. I don't know. Where do you think she got her glasses? Because they were ruined the last time I saw them. <laughs> Weren't they all taped together? Oh, I didn't see that. I do remember them being taped. Okay, I'll have to look again next week. And talking about the Yorks, Dale, we finally see back from episode one. He finally comes back in episode six, and he's roughing it. He's his own man. He needs no one. He's out in the rough. He is smelling like raccoons. He looked like he smelled. (laughs) Yeah, not somebody that I'd want to hug. Here's a question for you. Do you think we're going to see Dale again? I know he's parked in the Gaborim front lawn, but I don't know if we're going to see him again or not. Absolutely. I think we might see Catherine again, honestly. I felt like she was rather abruptly offed a few, you know, at the end of last season. I think she's going to come back. I thought that too, but it's been six months and Jeffrey's now living with Tamar. So that tells me that she wasn't interested in keeping her family together and That was like the only way to keep her family together. She's dead. So my thought is she really did get killed or her death was faked by somebody else who is now holding her hostage. But she's not going to come back until Jeffrey has like completely established a life with Tamar because that would be the worst possible time for her to come back. I felt like she made this deal to begin with. And then when the other woman in the cell said tamar said hello or whatever i felt like she thought that something was going to happen that wasn't anyway i bought into the fact that she's dead but on the other hand there's this nagging thing in the back of my mind that says oh she's actually alive it's because you've watched a lot of comic book shows 
Can you blame me? <laughs> uh, but speaking of the parents, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about the ceremony at the end of the party at Wizard, where we have Nico is going to just let Morgan Le Fay do whatever, because she's somebody you should trust. But in the ceremony, we've got Nico on a platform surrounded by people in red dresses that very much to me resembled when Pride was sacrificing the kids. You had them in the red robes surrounding the thing that Victor made. So we had always assumed that the thing that Victor made is where the power transfer came from. But I think it was actually probably more of a spell that Tina brought to the game, to the table. And maybe Victor's device is what allowed it to be used more than once. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. I think that Tina probably brought the ceremony forward into Pride, and that's where we got that. But interesting. I didn't make the connection between magic and Victor's technology. I figured that it was all tech, but you might be right. There might be some magic in it. I think we're going to see a lot this year, or well, I guess in the next four episodes, technology and magic being used together. We're already starting to see it with the phones. Okay, fair enough. And talking about the phones and the technology, Tina is out at Wizard, which isn't surprising because of how she was acting with the entire staff at Wizard beforehand and the fact that, well, she did blow up the building and was not to be seen from again. So I'm not shocked that she is no longer there. I mean, how does a company function for six months without its CEO or president or whatever. I would think she would have had to have been presumed dead. Like there was a major explosion at the factory. That's the last place she was seen. And then she wasn't seen again. I would think they had like, you know, missing presumed dead. So she doesn't have anything anymore. She could still own wizard. She's just not operating wizard. anymore. Mm -hmm. So the board can force out somebody as CEO or president. Right. Which I think is what happened here. And Robert, Robert is with Morgan. Oh, poor Robert. That dude is never going to get a fair shake on this show. You know, I think Robert just needs to be single for a while, find himself, and stop dating people who are going to kind of ruin his life. In his defense, I think that's what his plan was. But Morgan put a spell on him and then all of a sudden he's dating her. Yeah, these things happen. Doesn't happen on Charmed. Oh, New Charmed. Oh, did it happen on the old Charmed? Oh, yeah. People got put spells put on them all the time. And then started dating? Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's what's wrong with this Phoebe new one. He was under a spell from Cole for like most of a season because he turned all the way evil again and he was trying to keep her. All right. We've got four episodes left. Left Hand Path is the next one. Episode seven, episode eight is Devil's Torture Chamber. What do you think we're going to get next week when we watch these episodes? I think we're going to see some of Nico training under Morgan Le Fay and learning things. I think we're going to see our runaways trying to deal with the evil phones. And I think we're going to see them mounting a rescue of Alex. That would be good to get Alex back. And of course, Alex is being held hostage by the SWAT cop. That's interesting. And the SWAT cop, he was so at peace with being in dreamland. And then all of a sudden he is holding Alex hostage, probably because he thinks he's going to get something from Morgan out of it. Well, yeah, I think so. I don't remember now. This has been a few weeks since I watched it. But didn't the SWAT cop 
get Cody Fingers killed by Nico with the staff? It's the same thing. Okay, so he probably got sent there, and because he was sent there by the spell, he became one of Morgan's henchmen, then, is my theory. The world needs more henchmen. <laughs> it's hard to find good henchmen. It is. It is indeed. So, do you think we're going to see the Cloak and Dagger pair in the next two episodes? Just looking at the episode titles, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I don't see anything in the title that's like, oh yes, obviously that's the one they're going to come in on. You think it's going to be more than one episode or just one episode? Uh, my, my guess is it would only be one or two episodes because the theory would have been when developing this crossover, they're still going to have their own show. So they probably wouldn't have planned to like put them in a huge chunk of the season if they've got to go back and work on their own show, at least at the writing stage. See, I'm wondering if they're going to come in in the last episode or just the penultimate episode or all four episodes. This is the choices in my mind that make sense. Last episode, you bring them all together, have big finale crossover, or you do in the penultimate and then you give the runaways their own finale, or you just integrate the whole thing, all four episodes. And it's just one big happy family that is going to get more seasons and is great until Kevin Feige says no. <laughs> so my thought is either they come in in the penultimate episode early on and then they're in that whole episode and they're gone at the end of the episode to let the runaways deal with their season finale on their own or they come in at the very end of the penultimate episode and then they're in the season finale but either way it's still only one episode of them really being involved okay well we'll see what comes up and that's what we're going to be looking at next week is season three episode seven season three episode eight and we look forward to seeing that Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just want to take a moment and thank all our listeners for hanging on. We do want to hear what you think about the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. So go ahead and get that to us in any of our contact methods. Although probably the most heavily trafficked would be Discord or Twitter. And you can get us at Discord at GunnaGeek.com slash Discord or Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is how to get us there. Yeah, thank you to everybody that's listening. We've got just a couple weeks left of covering the Runaways before we move on to the next thing. And we always love to hear what you think we should be talking about. We might have already made the decision by the time you get to us, but, you know, we have a schedule to fill, so let us know what you're into. Indeed. For instance, I am watching The Clone Wars right now, so maybe we should talk about... Oh, wait, that's Star Wars. That's not... Okay. It's all connected. It should be, Yeah. <laughs> All right, until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Haley. See you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. 
Oh, I will not be here next week. Okay. What's going on? Going to Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite Chiefs player? Mahomes. Okay. Which team would you rather face in the Super Bowl? Well, Sarah wants the 49ers to be there. That's kind of her, uh, her team, her dad's team. But Her home turf, yeah. I don't care. You don't care because Chiefs are going to win either way, right? I want the Chiefs to win. First time in the Super Bowl in 50 years. Do you remember the last year that they were in? 50 years ago, so 1970. Actually, it might have been 1969, I think they said. Because I think there was a year without a Super Bowl. I guess the Vikings slightly less, 77. So that's 42 years. I can look forward to the Vikings making it to the Super Bowl in eight years. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yep. Okay. Legends of Shield is copyright 2013 through 2020.